0: And welcome to the American Contractor Show. I am your host, John Dye. It's a pleasure to be here again with you guys on this Thursday edition. And this is actually episode 40, so we've done 40 of these already, which is pretty uh, crazy to think about that this wasn't a thing a year ago, and now it's something that's going all over the place and um, really is bringing a lot of knowledge and, and hopefully helping a lot of industry Professionals become better at their jobs, and, and hopefully expose you to some of the different mindsets that are in the industry. Because that's what this is all about: uh, giving you some new knowledge and maybe looking at things a little differently. So, if you can get just one golden nugget out of every episode, then you should be good. So, I'm excited about this, and we've got a we've got a great episode today. We've a, a guest that I'm really thrilled to have on the show, Thomas from uh, leap is going to be with us and i'm really excited to have him here he's got a great background and some amazing um uh stories i'm sure to share with us and some knowledge that he's garnered in the industry not just from what he's doing in the construction world but his past as a veteran and a uh, u.s marine and so i'm excited to have him here and one of the things too i wanted to bring up today and i hate to beat a dead horse and i've been very very um just trying to stay out of the realm of politics in, in general, and this isn't political in any way, but I want to make sure that everyone does realize that November, uh, the first Tuesday of November coming up, this coming Tuesday, is Election Day. So if you haven't voted already, some of you have maybe voted early. If not, please, please, please get out and vote. There's a great uh, deal at stake here, and we have a lot that as business owners, as contractors, that... You should consider uh, as you guys go to the ballots on uh, to the ballot box on Tuesday and and actually cast your vote. It's a, it's a great American duty of ours as Americans to do that. And this is the American Contractor Show, so I would be uh, remiss if I didn't actually bring that up to you guys today. So make sure to get out to the polls and vote and do your civic duty as an American citizen. So, all right, guys. But without further ado, we're going to uh, bring Tom on right after this a uh, quick message and we'll get started.
1: Welcome to the American
0: Contractor Show. The show that's all about American contractors living the American dream. I'm your host, John Dy. Each episode, we'll introduce you to contractors just like you, who have beaten the odds and leveled up their game to become the dominant force in their markets. Together, we'll explore the tools and tactics that unlock the secrets to their success. Join me as we begin the journey. That leads to the realization of your American dream. And welcome back, everyone. I'm really excited to have Tom with us from Leap, and uh, he's got such a such a cool story and some of his uh, the way that that he was brought into this industry. And so let's um, we're gonna bring him on and give him an opportunity to to join us today because I, I think he's got so much that he can share with us uh, in general that that we just don't think about so tom welcome to the show my friend it's so good to have you here
1: hey thanks john appreciate you having me on
0: yeah i i uh i know we've we've hung out a little bit at some of the events and stuff and leaps always uh been around great friend of the catalyst group and and of balance and so i I, i'm so honored to have you with us today and and just to like be able to pick your brain a little bit and hopefully you know, say some things to the industry that need to be said and and learn a little bit about what uh what you guys are all about and what you're all about as a person. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to be here and kind of share uh, you know, some of the insight that I see in the industry, you know, talking to contractors every day and, and having been a contractor. So yeah, excited to share that.
0: Yeah, why don't you go ahead and give us a, a, like a brief synopsis of kind of your history and your background uh, before the industry and into the industry and kind of what you've done and, and where you come from. Because I think it's a, it's a fascinating story for sure.
1: Yeah, no, thanks. You know, I, I think it's always funny, like how, how do people end up in roofing, right? I don't think we grow up and say, you know, I want to be a roofer someday. Uh, it's, it generally uh, comes about a different way. And so for me, uh, we had a family friend that was helping out somebody doing a roof. And they said, hey, we need somebody to help uh, clean up the shingles, tear off the roof. And I said, hey, I'll do it. And, you know, at the time, it was like $10 cash an hour. I'm like, you know, I'm living the dream. I'm 15. I've got, you know, no bills, nothing going on. And uh, so I said, sure. And uh, so I helped on one job. And that led to another, which led to another. And uh, the summer in between high school and college, um, I took it up pretty hardcore, like full time, you know. And, And I realized pretty quickly that, you know, I can make some serious money doing this. And, uh, you know, I don't want to keep pumping three bundles up this ladder and cleaning up all this cedar shape, you know, off the ground. And uh, I want to learn how to actually install. And so, uh, you know, I learned how to install. Uh, I got together, you know, a few guys and we got a crew going, started subcontracting out for some of the larger contractors in the markets. Uh, then, you know, went downtown, filed the DBA and uh, slapped the magnet on my truck and started knocking on some doors, uh, gathered some business that way. And that really carried me in through, uh, through college, Um, you know, I'll say this, like that was one of the biggest learning moments for me. You know, I got in way over my head and uh, I'm going through college, trying to do that, trying to juggle the college life and uh, for better or for worse, and uh, realize like, I just, I can't keep up with all this. And so uh, I actually, you know, sold all my equipment stuff to to a friend of mine who who, uh, was in the same trade and uh, uh, ended up joining the Marine Corps. So kind of made a a, a big pivot, Um, spent four years in the Marine Corps, And when i got out like most of us that get out we're like all right now what right we spent four years dedicated to this uh you know really uh uh, sleeping eating and breathing that culture and uh, so i got out Uh, at the time i had applied to go to law school i got accepted and uh, so i went to law school um, but i hated it it just wasn't for me you know i don't know a lot of people are really good at it for me it was like very gray a lot of reading and writing and, and i'm very much like a numbers driven person And uh, so anyway, so I got connected with a company in in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, and started uh, as a um, project manager, there had been a windstorm that came through, you know, a couple years prior, or maybe a year prior, and we were still working that uh, company I I joined, was fairly new, but did, you know, 5 million in revenue that that year. And uh, I ended up getting into sales because I was out managing these projects. And there were homeowners who said, Hey, you know, I saw my neighbor got got a roof, you know, can you take a look at mine? And at the time, I didn't have the experience to do that. Um, but the sales folks were just so busy, and, they, and for whatever reason, they didn't follow up with these with these customers that that were leads. And uh, so, about you know a month or so later, uh, the boss tells me, "Hey, you know, just go check out the roof. Here's what you're going to look for. If you see this damage, uh, come back. You know, we'll 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 help them file a claim and get the roof approved." And so, you know, long story short, that led into a sales and career uh, a career in sales uh did that for for several years uh mo- ended up moving back up to new york uh again apologize this is a long story but i ended up moving back to new york uh, connected with a company there and i got back into sales and about a year or two later um got introduced to a brand new company at least at that time there were 15 20 employees uh called hover and uh you know for some of you probably know this story but you know eagle view uh Merged with a company called Pictometry, and Pictometry is based in Rochester, New York, and they're the ones that you know fly the planes and gather the imagery. And uh, a couple of folks went off of Eagle View and, and set up sales team for Hover in Rochester, New York, which is where I was at. And uh, you know, came by a, a, a trade shifts booth and said, "Hey, check this out." So we did. Several months later, you know, they were looking to hire their first couple outside people, and uh, so I joined Hover. So I was there for a little over three years, uh, and then. Pun intended, made the leap over to the company I'm with now, Leap, uh, where I manage our strategic partnerships.
0: That's uh, see, that's super cool, and and I and I had a lot of similarities with you, other than I didn't go to law school because there no <laughs> I could, I could go through that, but um, you know, it's cool to to talk to someone that literally was on the shing on the roofs, actually, you know, nailing shingles at one point. Um, that's actually not as common as one would think in our industry, um, especially on our side of it with the sales and marketing and, and a lot of those, uh, running the guys that are running these roofing companies, a lot of them haven't actually even done that part of it. And yeah. so I, uh, I, I definitely feel free cause I was in high school. I did the same thing. And so learning a little bit about your background is, is kind of fascinating because one of the things that I discovered when I was going through that same process, that evolution of my career, was when we got to uh, when we got to the uh, where, where, where we are now, where I'm more on the, the vendor side of the space, you, you get this kind of bird's eye view of the industry. Um, whereas when you're working within your business you're you're just really just working on your business day in and day out but being here we have a really unique perspective i feel like and i think that you definitely have that as well um and and for those of you guys that don't know what leap does maybe give us a quick synopsis of what leap is to kind of maybe help give a little bit of uh clarity as to what that is
1: yeah leap uh you know at a high level it's a point of sale application that digitizes you know the entire in-home sales process so think Estimates, contracts, proposals, financing, housing your resources, um, and really helps facilitate the sale. So I like to equate it to the time that you know a, a sales rep pulls their truck up in the driveway to the time that they leave the driveway. So everything you're doing while you're there at that customer's home can be done you know, through the leap application.
0: No, and that, that makes sense, and I think that it's uh, I think it's a really cool deal. We've looked at it. We're, we'll do a more in-depth review of that here in the future. I know we talked a little bit about that. So, but th- that's a that's such a needed service for contractors, and and I think that's exposed you to a lot of the things that uh, you know, a contractor can't see. Um, you know, it's like the tunnel vision got got a hold of them, and so I want to learn a little bit about some of the lessons that you learned that if you were to go back into roofing how you would do things a little differently or some of the successes or failures that you can tell that are normal industry trends that you're like, man, if, if it was me right now, this is how I would do things based on the knowledge that I now have.
1: Yeah, good question. I think, you know, I've spoken to, I think thousands of contractors, you know, one-on-one and, and you always gain a lot of feedback uh, from, from their perspective. And, and like you said, you know, having torn off shingles and having installed them uh, and, you know, trying to running my own business, and failing, uh, you learn a lot, you know, I think you learn a lot more from those failures than you do from the successes. And uh, so, you know, having that as a background and then uh, now having the opportunity to speak to all these contractors, you really do get an insight for what works and what doesn't work, you know? And I think uh, it's actually interesting, like this, this time that we're in this pandemic has really accelerated, I think folks, uh, adoption of technology. But I think, you know, if I step back and answer your question, the biggest thing is getting the people and processes in place correct. Right, uh, you can add all the bells and whistles, and by that I mean like all the technology that you want, but it's not going to do anything if you don't have the right processes in place. Because if you have bad processes in place, the technology is just going to amplify that, and you're going to and you're going to have worse processes in place. So you need to first, you know, uh, get the right people, and then get the right processes in place, and then add the technology that can help you grow and scale and and you know uh, gain efficiencies uh, in scale.
0: Yeah, technology seems to be such a uh, like a tough thing for people to to really uh, embrace and implement into implement into their businesses. I'm kind of the opposite sometimes where I like to just implement the technology first and put the people around it in the processes <laughs> because you want the you, you almost like want the technology to do the work for you and that's kind of backwards, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. You you really want to get the the right processes and stuff in place because if you're doing something incorrectly. And you bring in, uh, try to think of a good example, if you're, uh, let's just say you're not following up, uh, you know, with your leads in a timely manner And now you bring in some kind of software that keeps track of all this, well, it doesn't really matter if you're not actually, you know, have the processes in place to do the correct follow up, and to have the correct, uh, you know, kind of messaging around that and the, rec- the correct, uh, you know, maybe a rehash campaign or those types of things. So you really want to narrow down, like, what is my process? And once you have that process and it's efficient and it's working for you, think then is when you bring in the technology that can really help streamline. You know, one of the things we see when we talk to contractors and they adopt something like like a, a point of sale application like Lead, they almost do a self audit and they're like, "Wow, I didn't realize how inefficient I was in this area, or you know, or how how cumbersome I was making pricing on my sales reps. It doesn't need to be this way." And so I think technology in a lot of ways can act as like a, a self audit. You know, what are we doing well and what are we not doing well at? Um, because again, if if you're not doing well at something and you bring in technology, you can actually amplify that mistake even even further. So I think it's important to to get those processes in place.
0: Well, and I think like for for customers and your clients that you're working with as a contractor, they they can they can tell right away, you know, whether or not you're actually able to accomplish what you can. And and not only that, but it, but, but making that process so much easier for them is is almost so overlooked in our industry.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no. Absolutely. It's uh, it's it's critical. And and you know what? I, I also you know, adding to that. I think the uh, pandemic has actually forced people to take a look and be like, well, you know, I I needed to do something different. I kind of kept pushing it off down the road. But you know what? Because of this, now's the time I really need to look at it and really need to adopt this into into my work. But like everybody using Zoom or Google Meets or one of these types of things. You know, a lot of people were scared of using this type of technology until it's mm-hmm. forced upon them and they have to use it. And you have to learn you're like, oh, really? that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And it's proving very efficient for me.
0: Do you think that people are getting tired of all this stuff, though, the, the Zoom meetings and everything else?
1: You know, it's funny. I, I saw a, an article the other day that said uh, the elective surgery market is like skyrocketing because people are seeing themselves in camera every day and thinking, wow, you know, that's right. You know, you look at yourself and you're like, oh, this hair's out of place. Or, you know, wow, this nose is pretty big, this forehead's big. It's like, wow, what could I do? You know, so the elective uh surgery market's, you know, seeing a lot of a lot of uh, acceleration because of this.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. And that's uh that's what's unique about these market shifts. You know, they they produce these different opportunities that we never really uh, thought we going to become really popular things. And now all of a sudden they, they definitely have changed the way that, uh, the way that we view so many different things in our, in, in our entire life, not just this industry in general.
1: Yeah. You know, it's actually interesting you know, I was talking to some, some contractors and it seems to be this common theme, you know, I'm always under the assumption that, uh, you know, everybody just wants a virtual appointment. And it's interesting because the last the last several large contractors I've spoken to have said, it's actually a small fraction of, of what they're doing. And so I was a little surprised by that. There's still a lot of in-home uh, sales being conducted. Um, and I think you know, uh, had uh, uh, BJ on from Westwood the other day on a webinar and he said, you know, it's something like 3% of their business is, uh, is being done you know, via a virtual sale. And a lot of them say like, they, they put in these processes to be able to do them, and then, uh, you know, they haven't been as needed, but they're keeping them as like a backup. So, uh, a lot of companies I've spoken to are using it as like a, a second call, right? So they go in there, they try to close the deal, they can't close it. Well, now instead of going back out there on a the second leg, what they're doing is you know utilizing what they've put in place to do virtual sales and conducting that follow up appointment over over something like a Zoom.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, and and I think that the. The, the common theme over the last few months has been really revolved around technology um, and all the different tools and how important they are um, i think that you know it's kind of seems for for at least for a lot of the contractors that i work with it, and probably the ones that you work with a lot too there it's a little overwhelming um that you know we've got to implement all these tools and i still run into people that are trying to do things with pen and paper and wondering why they can't get you know, supplements approved or wonder why things are so they're not able to uh, accomplish their goals with their business or their sales are down and everything else. But at the end of the day, like there's no way that we can get around the reality that is technology is go- going to be here. It's not it's, it's not going anywhere. this is here to stay and we have to adapt and become better at it. Um, what, what are some of the hurdles you think that contractors have when they're adapting to tools like Leap?
1: I think the biggest thing I hear, and it's a good question, uh, the biggest thing is the implementation, right? I think you know, no matter what technology you, you wanna use, you need to devote the resources and the time to actually implement it. And by that, I mean setting it up so that it works efficiently for you, dedicating the, the internal resources that you need to, to uh, make it the way you want it and actually put your full effort behind it, right? Because there's nothing worse than getting some shiny new iPhone and, it's just sitting there and you've got none of your apps on there that you want to use, you know, it's not, you don't have any contacts in there, right? You have to take the time to actually do those things. And so it's the same with a point of sale application as it is with, you know, a CRM, all these things, you have to actually put the time into it to make it, uh, you know, uh, be as productive as possible for you.
0: I totally agree. And that's, that's the biggest hurdle. I think for sure is the implementation actually using it. Like people ask all the time, which CRM is best i tell them the one that you actually use is the best one out there if you don't use it it doesn't matter what the features are because everyone has different tastes and different uh needs for their business um well fits one person may not fit the next and so the end at the end of the day it's only as useful as what you're actually able to uh manage and use effectively
1: yeah on the crm side it's only as valuable as the data that you have in it right and if you don't take the time to set it up how you want it and set it up uh, so that you can actually account for that data and collect it, then yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna do what you want it to do. And no matter what CRM you go to, you're gonna have that problem because you didn't take the time to actually implement it and adopt it and leverage its capabilities.
0: Man, that's that's some great advice. And I think that uh I appreciate so much your background and where you come, the, the angle that you come at uh, at the industry with, because you really understand what the needs are of the contractors actually doing the work and, and running these businesses. Um, and that's that's something that's not as as common as you would think in in, in the in your guys' space for sure. And so, if if a contractor is looking for something, they need to get in touch with you as far as Leap goes. How how do people get get started with Leap? Just out of curiosity
1: yeah i mean the best way is right on the website you know there's a there's a form fill on there so fill out a little bit of information um and and click on there to request a a consultation and really what it is 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 you're going to sit down with one of our folks here at leap and and they're going to almost do like a business audit with you right and like find out you know what are you doing today what's working successfully what's not working successfully um and really understand you know where you want to go where you're at today and can leap help bridge that gap and if it can, fantastic, like we'd love to have you as a customer if it can't, no problem, maybe you're already really efficient in those areas, and you don't need our help. And that's, that's fine, too. Uh, but it, it's always good, I feel like, regardless of, you know, the software, the technology, to have those kind of conversations with, with people that are talking to contractors every day. Uh, because even if it's not, you know, their solution that you're going to purchase, I have a a really good feeling that you're going to learn something because they they're speaking to contractors every day and they're, they're understanding what's working and what isn't working within the industry and
0: then here's the reality like whether you whether you do it now or you do it uh, a year from now technology is here to stay there's no yeah. way around it and i totally agree with what you what you guys are doing and i think that uh a con- contractors need to sit down and look at these options and figure out what's going to work for their business to still be able to compete because your competitors are doing it. Folks like contractors, yeah. your competitors are out there implementing these technologies, making the, the sale much easier for themselves and for their customers, which in turn turns into more sales, which is the goal, right? And more money and more revenue, all those things. You, you owe it to yourself to end your business and the people that work with you to check out these, these tools and really learn what they're capable of doing and then how you can implement them into your current process.
1: Yeah yeah no absolutely it's uh, I, I, again going back to our earlier point it doesn't matter which you know which crm or which point of sale software you use but again if you don't take the time to learn about each of them and learn kind of what they're, what the benefits are and and you know how it affects your business and what uh, you know what you're looking to get out of it then you know that's that's the most important thing you know where do you want to be and can this you know technology or can this product or service can it help me get there
0: no, I totally agree, and I think it's uh, it's something that's just crucial to your uh, to implementing now. If you want to, if you plan on being successful in the future, there's just no way around it. the 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 world is changing fast. There's a lot of different. Uh, technologies that are out there that we need to start embracing as an industry, and Leap is one of those. So, Tom, I, I, I truly thank you so much for your service. Thank you for what you're doing uh, at Leap and how you guys are servicing the uh, the industry. I think it's it's phenomenal, and really truly appreciate your mind and and what you uh, what you bring to the table every day for our, for your clients and for our shared mutual clients, essentially
1: yeah no absolutely i you know like i said i'd encourage uh contractors if you're not already looking at technology to to do so it's funny a lot of times we'll get asked you know or, or i'll get asked you know who are your competitors and it's you know there's a ton of great companies out there and uh, but it's but coincidentally like our competitors is really like the status quo and like you said it's, it's using you know pen and paper and carbon copy and, and those type of things where it's not so much adopting you know from one uh, technology or one solution to another. It's more of just adopting technology, you know, as a, as a whole. And uh, so it's really important that you know, if you're not looking at technology that you do, uh, because like john said, your competition is, and they're looking to grow and they're looking to, you know, take over market share. And uh, the way that they're doing that at any sort of scale is is through technology and through these services and, and solutions that are you know taking advantage of, of, you know, the technology that's out there today.
0: No, man, I appreciate it. And you're absolutely right, folks. Reach out to Tom. He's got a phenomenal uh, tool and, and I think that there's a lot that can be said as far as technology goes. And so, Tom, I really do appreciate you joining us today and being a part of this episode. If there's anything that we could ever do for you mm-hmm. in the future, don't hesitate to reach out. And I look forward to uh, doing a little comprehensive uh, walkthrough of your guys' software and sharing that more with
1: the industry. Absolutely, John. Really appreciate you having me on and really hope everybody goes out and votes.
0: <laughs> That's right. Everyone <laughs> needs to go out and vote. Vote, <laughs> vote, vote. I, I know yeah. I hate to say it because it's been said so much and it's freaking everywhere right now. But at the end of the day, vote. That's all we're yeah. gonna say about that. So yeah. hey Tom, thank you so much, my friend. We'll we'll definitely be connecting soon and thank you for joining us today.
1: Awesome. Appreciate it, John. Thanks.
0: Appreciate that. That was Tom. He's with Leap. You guys need to reach out to him. Uh, I'll make sure to link it in the actual show notes here and give you guys some more information on how to reach out to them and and connect with them. And I guarantee you guys, like there's no way around it. You have to learn how to use technology. It's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And it's just going to, it's becoming so much easier to implement these solutions into your business. But like Tom said, you got to build those processes first internally and then Get the right tools to make those processes move, move smoother and become more effective for your business so folks thank you so much for joining us today i, I gotta say one more time go vote otherwise i'll see you guys on tuesday for the next episode of the american contractor show have a great weekend thanks so much for watching today's show make sure to like and subscribe our pages so that you can stay up to date with every episode and by the way this show is all about you the american Contractor. Be sure to comment. Let us know what you want to hear about and what subjects you want us to touch on. We'll be sure to include them in a future episode. Thanks again, and I hope you have a great day.